0: Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the NFL Heads Podcast. Today, we are going to be reviewing all of the Week 2 games, and we're going to be starting with Thursday Night Football. I'm Josh Shipp, and I'm here with Sid Cagliani. We are going to review Washington versus the Giants 30-29, a game which a lot of people thought wasn't going to be exciting, but turned out to be a pretty fun game. What did you think of this game?
1: Well, this was a lot Closer and a lot more firepower on the offensive side than I thought. I thought this game was going to be somewhere around 17-10. to Both offenses played very good, especially the quarterbacks. Um, Daniel Jones, I I, I was wrong about him last week. He seemed pretty good against this Washington defense. Uh, Saquon looked a little better than he did, but still not at that level we expected him to. Um, I think it's probably going to stay that way. Yeah, probably. Uh, Taylor Heineke. Ooh. The legend that's, of Taylor Heineke continues. That's not going to stay for much longer. I actually expect it to stay until around week six. If, really? Yes. I expect it to fall apart the second they
0: face a good defense.
1: Mm, I could see that, but he he's been playing pretty good, especially on the... Touched on, he threw right after his interception. Those two throws he made, they were nice, to say the least. I don't know. I'm
0: sort. Of, I'm still waiting for the Taylor Heineke trail uh, train to derail. I think it will derail, and I think it'll happen fast. But this was a very good game, very high-scoring game, um, between these two kind of middling teams. Um, I do think Daniel Jones is getting good at developing his. Uh, game as a runner he's had rushing touchdowns for each of the first two games of the season and that's going to help out with the kind of depleted aspect of Saquon um but yeah this was a very fun game um Darius Slayton had a really good game uh as they're only receiving touchdown and he had a really good game last week as well so I would look for him as a possible breakout candidate on this offense across from Sterling Shepard. Agree. All right, next up, we have the Raiders and the Steelers. And this was another great showing for the Raiders. They're proving to us that they are a valuable option um, as an AFC contender. They're actually beating the Chiefs in the AFC West for now, as much as that means. And they beat the Steelers 26 to 17, what did you think of Derek Carr in this
1: game? Derek Carr is showing us that he can be a top quarterback against good defenses. I, I didn't think the Steelers' defense played that bad, but Derek Carr played really, really good. Um, the running game wasn't really working that well, but his the passing game was—I I, I did not expect any of that. I expected the Steelers to sort of beat down on the Raiders'
0: And Henry Ruggs finally doing something for the Raiders after kind of not being present in the first season and in the second game of or in the first game of this season, rather kind of being overshadowed by Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards. He finally went five for 116 or five for 113, excuse me, with a touchdown. So good for him and good that they finally are getting value out of their top pick from a year ago. What I think is really cool about Derek Carr right now is that he's actually elevating the players around him and the receivers around him, whereas in the past he was just kind of a game manager and kind of an Andy Dalton-type player playing to his surrounding talent. So um, very good performance by Derek Carr. He almost topped 400 yards tonight, or last a couple nights, rather. So great, great showing by Carr. Next up we have... The e- 49ers and the Eagles seventeen to eleven. That is such a boring score. I d- Sid, would you like to recap this really smoke toast game?
1: Definitely. Uh, I thought there was going to be a lot more firepower from both these offenses, especially from what they did in week one. Um, they just both. I I I stopped watching the game after the first half. I um, it it just seemed like. A defense it was a very defensive game to say the least uh Jalen Hurts especially he had a uh he had a definite he definitely had a worse week than last week well he doesn't get to play the Falcons defense every week that is very true but I expected him to have at least you know one touchdown and at least 200 yards but he didn't eclipse either
0: he did the... have one touchdown on the
1: ground yes
0: that's that to be fair
1: that that is true but as a passer I expected more of him
0: yeah, I think that's what we're going to be seeing from Jalen Hurts a lot more, is a lot on the ground rather than through the air. But, um, following is a list of 49ers running backs who got injured. Eli Mitchell, Jermichael Hasty, Trey Sermon leaving their only running back to be Trenton Cannon, a reject from the New York Jets and the Carolina Panthers from 2018 who got negative one yards on Sunday.
1: That's definitely going to be a big blow to their offense. And I definitely think if they're going to have a chance of making it to the playoffs and having another Super Bowl run, then Jimmy G has to step up to make a Or Trey Lance. Or Trey Lance. Who, Who knows? I mean.
0: Kyle Shanahan has done such an incredible job with coaching a lot out of a little, so maybe they'll probably be able to pull out um, a lot more wins than people think amongst these injuries, but we'll see there's always a breaking point definitely so moving on we have the texans and the browns and the texans almost had this one but midway through the game tyrod taylor gets hurt with a hamstring injury we're still waiting for the full length on that but for right now all we know from rap sheet is that he is not going to be playing on thursday against the panthers So Tyrod Taylor goes out, and third-round pick Davis Mills comes in his place. What did you think of Davis Mills in this game?
1: Um, well, I didn't really expect that much out of him. Being a rookie, I expected, when I first saw him go in, I was like, okay, well, this is definitely a Browns win. I don't see how Davis Mills leads this Texans offense to score a lot of points. They scored only one touchdown after halftime. Um the browns defense i was kind of disappointed at like even after davis mills went in because they didn't seem to have an answer for uh, the texans offense with tyrod taylor but now that after he was out they they seemed to get better but i'm i'm a bit worried about them
0: well i think that's because the texans offense was legit it was I really think, because I trust the Browns' defense a lot, and if the Texans are passing all over the Browns' defense and not just the Jaguars' defense, then there's definitely something to look forward to with this offense. So it's really a shame that Tyrod Taylor got hurt. I don't know that Davis Mills is going to do anything other than be a placeholder until Tyrod comes back. Kind of makes Texans fans wish they still had Watson at their disposal. But they're going to have to stick with Davis Mills for now. So... Moving on, we've got the Broncos and the Jaguars. And this was another disappointing showing from Trevor Lawrence throwing one touchdown and two picks and taking the Jaguars to 0-2 and the Broncos to 2-0. and And what are your main takeaways of this game, Sid?
1: Uh, Teddy Bridgewater looked pretty good. Uh, I know people are still wanting to have Drew Lock, but I don't think Drew Lock is that guy. I don't think he's a number one quarterback, unlike Teddy here, when people doubted him, but all the injuries that he had sort of suppressed his playing ability. I actually, I expect him to lead the Broncos to more wins and possibly a playoff seed. And as for the Jaguars, I expected this out of Trevor Lawrence going up against the Broncos' defense. A definite increase in... Uh, against the Texans defense from week one. Uh, I, I don't know. May, maybe he has one or two games, but I expect to see this type of performance throughout the year from Trevor Lawrence.
0: I agree with that. I think one, really, one thing that really hurts the Jaguars is that James Robinson is not the same player as last year, much like Philip Lindsey coming off of his undrafted, amazing, rushing rookie year kind of fell back a little bit. But, I mean, maybe James Robinson could come back and maybe they drafted Travis Etienne for a reason. Remains to be seen because Etienne did get injured, but I think the Broncos are not a legit team. They're narrowly, not narrowly, but they're not beating these bad teams by as big of a margin as I would like, and they have another tomato can next week in the New York Jets. So until they play a real opponent, I'm not going to buy into the Broncos, and I'm not going to buy into Teddy Bridgewater, but... To this point, they have done a good job of beating bad teams, so I can give them that. Next up, we've got the Panthers and the Saints, and Sid and I were kind of chewing on this game before we um, hit the podcast, and we kind of agreed this was a really weird game.
1: This definitely was weird, especially after what happened last week. Jameis Winston throwing five touchdowns against the Packers defense. We expected him, especially me, to do something similar against the Saints, and they only end up getting seven points on the board.
0: And Jameis Winston throwing for a 50% completion rate with no touchdowns and two picks was certainly not something you'd like to see, um, and certainly not something you expected to see after last week. One thing I'm very surprised at is that Sam Darnold seems to be keeping it together, he went twenty six of thirty eight for three hundred five yards with two touchdowns against only one interception. So a much better Sam performance than we usually seen. Yeah. And yeah. This was a weird game. This
1: definitely was weird. Sam Darnold is definitely improving as a pastor passer. I definitely I didn't see this type of performance with him on the Jets, just probably leading that he probably probably was not the problem in New York. Oh,
0: yeah, most definitely. Yeah. The Jets tried to destroy his career, and it looks like they failed. Yeah. And they're probably trying to do the same with Zach Wilson, but we will get to that later. Um, Next up, we've got the Rams and the Colts, and this brings us our next quarterback injury. Carson Wentz went out with both of his ankles sprained after a hit in the backfield. So now we brought in Jacob Eason, who threw a very early interception and ended up going two for five 25 yards no touchdowns and a pick and just really didn't look good what did you think of this game
1: i actually i actually expected the colts to win this game early on i thought they had uh more than enough weapons to do so but after wentz got injured this was a definite win for the rams with matthew stafford looking not as good as he did last week but still pretty good in this Rams offense um I I don't expect Jacob Eason to do anything well (laughs) I expect him to be a placeholder similar to Davis Mills until Carson Wentz comes back if he does come back um but yeah uh the, the Rams look pretty good this week on both sides of the ball
0: I actually think Jacob Eason could do very well. Coming out of the 2020 draft, he was one of my favorite prospects. He was taking first-team reps during a lot of the offseason when Carson Wentz was injured, and he's a a strong-arm quarterback. Um, He's been a pretty accurate quarterback since college. Um, I do worry that he does not have any mobility, but... He's a good passer. He should connect well with his receivers. And Indianapolis may be able to use that. We'll see against Tennessee, or maybe we'll just see Carson Wentz. But I wouldn't write off Jacob Eason just yet. So moving on to our next game, we've got the Bills and the Dolphins. And the Bills shut out the Dolphins, 35-0. Tua Tungavailoa got injured in this game, bringing in Jacoby Brissett, who we all know from his Indianapolis days. And this was a blowout, much like you expected to see from the Bills early on.
1: This is, def- this is the Bills offense we expected from last week. Um, I definitely think that was rust. This is I, I expect uh, Josh Allen and this Bills offense to have more games like this. Uh, on For the Dolphins, that's definitely a big blow for Tua getting injured. But um, uh, Jacoby Brissett, I, I don't think he's, he's going to help the Dolphins get any traction in the AFC East. Certainly not after this game. Definitely. Um, so I expect uh, Josh Allen to have more games like this where he's leading the offense and controlling it maybe not having blowout games per se, but definitely doing better than he did against the Steelers.
0: And I'm really impressed and pleased with this show out. Like I said last week, Josh Allen is my MVP pick. The Bills are my Super Bowl pick. And this is looking a lot more realistic in this game. Love what Josh Allen did. Love this team. And this just stings for the Dolphins. Uh, we don't know the extent of Tua's injury. We've been told after MRIs it's not as serious as it looked on the field. Obviously, when Tua went out, he looked like he was in a lot of pain. But he may be able to play Sunday. We don't know yet. He may not. So uh, we will just have to see on that. We'll let you know in the preview coming up tomorrow. So next up, we've got the Patriots and the Jets. And this was an embarrassing showing for my boy Zach Wilson he threw for 19 of 33 pass attempts 210 yards no touchdowns and four interceptions to the Jets 25-6 loss to the New England Patriots what are your main takeaways from this game
1: I definitely expected this Uh, rookie quarterbacks don't have that great of a record against Bill Belichick (laughs) I expected Zach Wilson to have a bad game but not this bad of a game, This was having really three picks in the first half, uh, I, I don't know if, I, I don't expect Zach Wilson to have breakout games, expect him to be good, I, I don't think he can help the Jets that much this year, but I definitely think this is a learning process, going up against a good defense, having bad games like this will definitely help him um, increase his play, as for the Patriots, I, I don't know if I can trust Mac Jones because he hasn't really done much. It's mostly been on the running game and the defense that have played. I, I need to see more out of Mac Jones before I commit to him as a good quarterback, but I don't think he was that bad.
0: Well, I think he has done a good game manage or a good job managing these games against bad defenses. Um, I I agree he does need to do a little more, but not too much more. I mean, they're taking care of a lot of this through the ground with Damian Harris and James White, but uh, it remains to be seen how much of a Mac, uh, how much Mac Jones needs to make an impact, should make an impact, will make an impact. Yeah. So moving on, we have the Bengals and the Bears with another quarterback injury. Um, Andy Dalton was out with some kind of a knee injury. All we know is that it's not an ACL tear, but that it could be serious. And that brought in Justin Fields. Justin Fields went for six of 13 for 60 yards, no touchdowns and a pick, but had 31 yards on the ground. And the Bears won 2017 over the Bengals. What did you think of this game?
1: Uh, the Bengals offense looked pretty bad early on. Joe. Uh, Joe Burrow did not look like what he did last week. He had he went 19 of 30, 207 yards, two touchdowns, but three picks. Yikes. Uh, uh, especially against this Bears defense that did not look like the Bears defense of the past. Um, but I, I do expect Joe Burrow to not have a lot of games like this. I do think he's a top quarterback possibly creeping into top 10 i know that's a stretch but i i believe he can do that he's
0: right around there
1: he's, he's close around there this is most likely an off game for him I, I i i don't know what else to say uh except that the the bears i i don't trust the bears i i really don't ah. I, with andy dalton at quarterback i don't trust them but with justin fields Maybe they have a slight chance, but I don't see them doing much this season.
0: I don't know. Justin Fields looks kind of rough, and they did hold their own against what I believe is a top-five team in the Rams. Um, So I don't know how I feel about this Bears team. I think I feel about them the way I feel about them every year, which is they'll probably go 10-7 and seven and just kind of sneak into that wild-card spot and lose in the first round. But... I didn't really like what I saw in Justin Fields that much. He needs to show me a little more than just good ground game um, and mediocre passing to impress me and think he can beat any good teams. But he's a rookie. I mean, rookie games are like this. He's going to have performances like this. Um, Matt Nagy did kind of make it clear that – Andy Dalton was the main starter option right now should the opportunity arise to start Dalton so I think that says a lot about Justin Fields progression maybe that he's just not quite ready to operate in an NFL offense yet so we will reserve judgment on Justin Fields until we see a a full game until we see that he's ready and yeah so we're just going to kind of have to wait on Justin Fields I think so, next up, we've got the Falcons and the Buccaneers. For one glorious second, this game looked like it was going to be close. It was 28-25 around the end of the third quarter. And then uh, the Buccaneers scored 20 points. And the Falcons didn't score any.
1: I expected this type of game. I, I predicted they were, the Bucks were going to win by 21. They ended up winning by 23. Tom Brady, I... He always ceases to amaze me. This man is 44 years old, but he's playing like he's in his 20s, in his prime. I don't know what his secret is. Five touchdown passes. Five. Two to Gronk. In, yeah, definitely two to Gronk, but still, at that age, playing at that level, I I have the Bucks as my Super Bowl pick. I don't think any other team in the NFL... Probably the Chiefs, though, but I don't see any other team stopping them. Cardinals, possibly the Cardinals, but I feel like that defense could could take down any quarterback. I don't know. I don't know that the I don't know that the
0: Buccaneers defense could take down the Cardinals offense without their are playing.
1: Probably, but
0: I think the Buccaneers defense could take or Buccaneers offense could take down the Cardinals defense, but the other way around. Anyway, that's. That's not the game we're talking about, but it would certainly be an interesting one. Definitely. Maybe it, maybe in the championship we'll be talking about yeah. that one. Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, this was a better showing by the Falcons for sure. Matt Ryan did throw two touchdown passes against three interceptions, but with his receiving options and with that Buccaneers defense, I'm not that surprised or really disappointed at this point. Cordero Cordero Patterson did have a good game one touchdown on the ground one through the air had 58 receiving yards and 11 rushing yards so good day for Cordero Patterson um Matt Ryan is doing a good job of spreading around the ball Kyle Pitts did get some decent time today with five for 73 um Calvin Ridley also had a good day with seven for 63 and a touch so this ball is, and it's getting spread around to like Russell Gage and Olamide Zacchaeus, who were in spots of games last year, but not really significant players. So I, Matt Ryan's doing a good job of making a lot more out of a little, but it needs to be even more if he wants to beat good teams. This is at least – this at least proves that the Falcons aren't the worst operation in the NFL. Yeah. And I thought they might be last week. So Definitely. that's an upgrade for them. Good job. So next up, Cardinals-Vikings in what for me was easily the best game of – the Saturday slate, not counting Saturday night football. I mean, this was a, just a fun back-and-forth game. The Vikings showed a lot more than I ever thought was possible from them. I thought this was going to be a Cardinals blowout. Um, Kirk Cousins was better than expected in this game. I I struggled to say good because um, even in this game, he was like very much just a game manager and not really doing that much to elevate his offense. That was more on the ground with Dalvin Cook, but he was pretty good in this game. So what did you think?
1: Uh I just for a slight moment in this game I thought the Vikings were gonna win, but ah. I, I still had my hopes up for the Cardinals because Kyler Murray looked amazing out there. He is my early pick for MVP. He's making wild throws on the run while backing up he he, lo- he looks like Russell Wilson if he, he looks like Russell Wilson just a slight a tiny bit smaller, but he, he, he played really really well and that, that offense almost I say almost because I, I still need to see a little more but they seem almost unstoppable.
0: They're the NFC Super Bowl pick for me. Um, Kyler Murray would be my second MVP pick. he would be my front runner. I don't know that there's any defense that can stop the Cardinals right now. I think, like I said, the Bucks would be a challenge. But really, the Cardinals could beat any NFL team, especially on uh, Chandler Jones' good day. They could beat any team. Definitely. So uh, this Cardinals defense, this Cardinals offense, it's all coming together like we thought it would last year. And it's just, it's doing incredible. I'm glad to see that Dalvin Cook got a little more time today and a little more yardage. Uh, He was on 22 carries, 131 yards, and a six-yard average, which is not bad at all. Definitely. So, good job by him. And, man, what a fun game.
1: This this was definitely one of the top games on Sunday.
0: Yes, and just great showing by the Cardinals. Super Bowl window open. for the Cardinals. Next up in another very fun game, Tennessee Titans and Seattle Seahawks. Derrick Henry went ballistic. For all of you people who thought that Derrick Henry was not going to be as good after his week one performance, man, did he prove everyone wrong. 35 carries, 182 yards, three touchdown runs. That is ridiculous. Sid, what did you think of this game?
1: King Henry's back. (laughs) <laughs> when Derrick Henry goes off in a game like this, it's it's hard. I I don't see how any defense could possibly stop this man. He's he's built like a linebacker, and he has he has hidden speed to where people don't think. He's oh, it's fast. not
0: hidden anymore.
1: Yeah, some people thought he he doesn't look like he moves that fast, but he moves pretty fast for a man of his size. Oh yeah. Yeah, and this this game,
0: this was also a good game for my boy Jeremy McNichols, backup running back, even though he didn't have much on the ground, he had three for twenty-six through the air. I think Jeremy McNichols is gonna be a breakout candidate on another team. I know he's just a third stringer, but I've been tuning the whore for this guy for a long time. I was really surprised that the Seahawks couldn't pull this one away from the um from the Titans especially since they were up by so much midway through the game. That kind of has me worried about the Seahawks. But Chris Carson and Russell Wilson both did very good at this game as a quarterback, running back, tag team. Tyler Lockett also did amazing with 178 yards and a touchdown. But it just it wasn't enough to beat, let's just say to beat Derrick Henry. I don't know about the Titans, but Derrick Henry. Yeah. So moving on, we're going to kind of wrap this up with the last three games pretty quickly. We got the Cowboys and the Chargers, and this was kind of a down game for the Cowboys, even though they won. They did a lot less through the air than they did last week. Dak Prescott went 23 of 27, 237 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. But Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott both had a pair of rushing touchdowns. Tony Pollard went over 100 yards. Ezekiel Elliott had 71 yards, and Justin Herbert kind of had a rough game with one touchdown and two interceptions, but he did have 338 yards. This game was a lot closer than I thought it would be, and it was, a lot, frankly, a lot more sloppy than I thought it would be. What did you think?
1: I definitely thought both quarterbacks definitely had an off week from the previous week, Um, but the difference was in the running game. Zeke and Pollard definitely showed up from last week after kind of almost being non-existent but um the defenses uh, i don't know what happened i expected this to be sort of a blowout game for the cowboys and it i the offense seemed a bit sloppy but so did the, the chargers this this game was just really iffy for me
0: Yeah, you expect both of these uh, offenses to play a little better. I do think they will play better down the stretch, especially the Cowboys with what we saw in that first game. But, I mean, kudos to them for pulling out the win in this game. I think the win always matters a lot. But, yeah, good job by them. And we're going to move on. Sorry, I'm kind of reaching over right here to our next game, Chiefs and Ravens and the Chiefs have their first loss, guys. They lost 35-36 to the Ravens after quiet Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumbled on the Chiefs' final possession. Wow! The Chiefs are last in the AFC West!
1: That's a first. Uh, I, I know a lot of people, especially me, didn't believe in this Baltimore Ravens team, especially with a lot of players injured, key players injured. But Lamar Jackson showed up, both did. as a runner and as a passer. Well, maybe not that much as a passer, but definitely as a runner.
0: He did throw two picks, including a really bad pick six.
1: Yeah, so. but he was able to come back. The defense didn't look that bad, even though they gave up 35 points. But in the stretch, they did not allow Kansas City to score at all in the fourth quarter. Which, which is, is, that's an achievement. That That's definitely an achievement. Um, Marquise Brown had a very good game. Hollywood. Six for 113 and a touchdown. Um, all around, this Baltimore team is showing that even though they have a lot of injuries, they're here to play.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, one player to watch on the Ravens defense is, um tyus bowser he's been putting a lot of pressure on opposing offenses he was really good last year he's gonna be really good this year he he is my other kind of sneaky breakout player and he had a really good game um and that was just that was an amazing game to watch definitely
1: Um, the best game on sunday yeah i agree worthy of a sunday night game
0: yeah and man was it crazy at the end When you're like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to get the ball back. He's going to drive it down the field just like we know Patrick Mahomes can do. He loses it, or more Clyde Edwards-Alaire loses it, and it's like, oh, wow, they're not going to pull it back in the fourth quarter. And it's just it's kind of a wake-up call, I feel like, for the Chiefs because they're used to being down in games kind of in the fourth quarter and then just being like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, he's got us. And he doesn't always got you. You've got other factors. So probably a wake-up call for them. Definitely all right our last game packers 35 lions 17 what's really interesting about this game though is that at one point it was lions 17 packers 14 but aaron Rodgers finally showed up to play football and carried the packers to a 35 17 win 255 yards four touchdowns no picks Aaron Rodgers, he's back. What did you think about this game?
1: This is definitely a wake-up call from last week. I know he he played very, very poor for his standards against the Saints.
0: Oh, he was piss poor. Yeah. He was
1: terrible. And in the first half, he, he still kind of showed that. But in the second half, he showed up. He showed people that he is the bad man. And Aaron Jones had four touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers. Her, also, Aaron Jones had four, four combined touchdowns. Oh, one, on yeah. rush, one yeah, rushing yeah, yeah. three uh three receiving Devonte adams was Devonte adams finally yeah finally <laughs> uh he's proving that he is a top three wide receiver could possibly be a number one wide receiver the lions didn't look that bad until the second half when they started to look more like the lions that we used to know <laughs> i heard a great saying from one of my friends uh
0: yesterday that kevin king was making jared goff look like patrick mahomes and i think that's really accurate and that is accurate yeah this this packers defense it's not ruinous well sometimes it's not ruinous but they really need to do some work uh, on all aspects devondre campbell did get a really nice pick but it's i mean it's kind of a mess yeah It needs to be fixed. Definitely. One really good player to watch, though, is Rashawn Gary on that defensive front. Uh, He was all over Jared Goff in this game, just playing amazing. They're finally getting some, some, what's it called? Some production out of their former first round pick. And that's just really great to see. All right. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, thank you so much. We're going to be previewing week three's games tomorrow and that will hopefully be up either tomorrow night or thursday morning so thanks so much for listening make sure to uh subscribe to the nfl heads podcast if you like what you heard and yeah this is sid cagliani and josh shippen signing off See ya. y'all have a good one